0: I'm thankful to be here this morning. Yeah, to be here. yeah. I'm thankful for the Spirit of the Lord that abides in my heart. Yeah, that's right. That for the testimony morning. that I'm converted and sanctified. That's right. Yeah. And that I'm nearing that sweet home. You know, we all feel like we got a lot of time ahead of us. But every day that we live, we're nearing that sweet yeah, home. And I tell you this morning, I want to be ready. When I sat back with the baby watching our folks and the Spirit of the Lord would fall. And the thought would well, come to me, well, I don't want to be left out. No, when, it, right. when it comes the end of the way oh, I don't want damn. to spend eternity with a bunch of people that you know that I that I wouldn't want to spend no. my life with here on earth right. but I want to make sure that my calling and election is sure so that that interest will be abundant to me yes. and, and that my my assurance of heaven will be there when I come to the end of the way we have we sang a song once this week it says many friends have gone before me They have laid their armor down with the prophets and disciples. They've obtained a robe and crown. And on this road they fought their battle, shouting victory day by day. And I shall overcome and join them in the good old fashioned way. And I do. I want to overcome and join them in the good old... Another verse says, from the snares of sinful pleasures. Here my feet are always free. I told Gary a few weeks ago, you can't sing that in every church. Oh. From the snares of sinful pleasures, here my feet are always free, right. though the way may be called narrow. it was wide enough, yeah. enough, for, was wide enough for David and for David in his Bless day. In his day. I'm glad, I like I glad that I can follow in yes. that good old-fashioned way. I tell you, I'm thankful that I can come right along behind them. They have they have uh, laid out a, a a way for us to follow in, and we, if we will follow in it, we we can make it from from this life to a home in heaven. Yeah. Right. I thought as Brother B.A. talked, the verse came to my mind, Though ye have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For through the gospel I have begotten you unto God, or something like that. And I thought of people that have cared enough for me to live holy and to tell me the truth about how to make it to heaven. They hadn't... Uh, Pushed me along in, in uh, any little thing I wanted to follow after. No, but they right. said, this is the way, walk well, in. Uh, and, right. and if we will mark the perfect man and behold the upright, we can know that the end of that man is peace right here on this earth. We can see it. And we can follow after them. And I'm just thankful this morning for that. And I, I've had so many thoughts this week. I, when, when he was talking about when I came to the altar... <coughs> that scripture in Isaiah where he said I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his, and his train filled the temple and seemed like that's the way it was when conviction fell on me seemed like I could just see him high and lifted up and, and when I saw that just like he did. He said, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. Yeah. And and then I fell at his feet. Yeah. And I asked the Lord to forgive yeah. me of my sins. And then I came back and I asked him to come into my heart. And I thought yes. as we were rejoicing around the altar with those that had their sins forgiven, you know, we sing, um, uh, you ask me why I'm happy. And I'll just tell you why. Well, it's been 19 years since I went to the altar. But that load of sin being lifted it still feels good today there's no condemnation there's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. And I'm thankful that there is no condemnation in my heart this morning, that I have a conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. And over there in John, it talks about us not being ashamed at His coming. You know, we can live a life that is holy and and unblameable and unreprovable in His sight. And I'm just thankful for that this morning. Well, I've been thinking about Daniel all week. And you know, I appreciate the faithfulness that he had to his God. And the the people that he were de- he was dealing with there in that land were dealing in earthly kingdoms, yeah. in uh, in uh, honors, in dominions, in in uh, in, in earthly things. Right. And he seemed like he was just living in another realm. He was living in another kingdom almost, you know, because he he didn't have any respect to it. I thought of, thought about when you see the Lord high and lifted up, the kingdoms of this world have no glory. No, right. But the only glory that you see is, is His kingdom and you his want name. to follow after it. Yes. But I thought here where this King Nebuchadnezzar had this dream and, and I thought about the way the Lord worked with him and how that that he went through so many things. The, uh, he denied the king's meat. You know, he said that he wouldn't defile himself with it. Yes. And... Um, Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego—they were thrown in that fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down to the to the to the image. And then later on, when that king made the decree, you know, that everyone should bow down to that image, and when Daniel heard it, he just went right back to his room and he, and he opened his windows toward Jerusalem and he prayed just as he always had. And I thought about there there are things that that we will have to go through. It, Leon was talking about this word pointing to Christ, all the, the things that happened in the Old Testament. And you know, I feel like today that we will have to, it will be fulfilled in our life, every bit of it, we'll have to be thrown in the lion's den. We're, we're going to have to be willing to go there and to go in the fiery furnace. And we're going to have to be like David was when, when he came up before that king, before Goliath. And he was just a young lad. But he had been out there on the mountain tending the sheep, and the Lord had 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 sent the lion and the bear, and he had fought those. And when when Goliath came up before the armies of the children of Israel, well, he was willing to go. And, and so he said, he said, "Who is this uncircumcised that to come right. up to fight against the armies of so the living God?" I, you know, the, the Lord gives us a strength and a and a um. There's just no fear when we start Him. We we find ourselves doing things that otherwise we wouldn't have had the strength to do, just to be stand-up and and be counted. But I just feel like that we're going to have to be willing to go through all of these things spiritually. We'll be in a position where we feel alone. And the only one that we can call on is the Lord. I moved away from home when I was 20. And I feel like that it was the best thing I ever did. Because from that time on um, the Lord has over and over again showed me that I stand before him alone I stand before him by myself I, I have to I have to I have to dig my own foundation lay on it myself I have to be tried myself nobody else can do it for me and when when our brothers and sisters come before us and they I thought how pretty the exhortation has been this week, but you know we, and and there is, um, it's good for us to obey those, those our elders. But there comes a time, as you obey and as you are in the word of the Lord, that He reveals it to you, and He shows you that that you need to pull away from the world. That the more you live. Over toward the side of the world, the weaker that you will become. And it will be like Uncle Ray talked about Gideon. Not Gideon. Samson. That he didn't even know his strength was gone until the trial came. So I want to make sure. There's a verse in Proverbs that (coughs) says that if you fall in the day of adversity, your strength is small. But anyway, this this vision that this king had, you know, it was this image. And I don't want to read the whole thing, but I'll get down here... Daniel was the one that was able to reveal to him about this vision. it says, Thou, O king, sawest, and behold a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. And the image's head was fine gold, and his breast, and his arms of silver, and his belly, and his thighs of brass, and his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part clay. And thou sawest till till that a stone was cut out without hands that smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and of clay and break them to pieces. And I thought about the way this image appeared to him. It was great and it was mighty. But it says, then was the iron and the clay and the brass and the silver and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the shaft of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream and we will tell the interpretation there. Thereof before the king. Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom and power and strength and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given into thine hand and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. But you know, the Lord was the one that gave it to him. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee and another third kingdom of brass which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, And and as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas I saw the iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. But they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. That's the Lord, that's right. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. I thought last night as the children were singing about victory, this is what they were singing about. It's no longer a kingdom that is ruled by men and by and by things of the earth. But it is a heavenly kingdom. And it is it is not left to other people. Over there in the gospels it talked about they were Christ was telling them about John the Baptist and it said that the kingdom had up until to that point had suffered violence. You know, but now that the Messiah come over in Isaiah it said, For unto us a son is given, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given and and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And he shall, and a, well, but he says he shall be called Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the, the Prince of Peace, and and at the increase of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now that's the kingdom that Daniel saw. And it says, um, For as much as thou sawest that stone that was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron and the brass and the clay and the silver and the gold, the great God hath made known to thee what shall come to pass hereafter. The dream is certain, certain. and the interpretation thereof is sure. 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 And I tell you, it's the same way today. Yes. The kingdom of men this, that was that existed before the days of Christ has, has been destroyed. Yeah. And, but even at, even at that time, you know, Nebuchadnezzar was made to see that God ruled in the kingdom. Yes. He was made to go out into the fields and. <laughs> nail that claws. Y'all know the story. But then it said his reason returned to him and he realized that it was God that ruled in the kingdoms of men. And I I read over here in Hebrews it says, um, But ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, see then that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying yet once more, I shake not the earth only, but also heaven and this word yet once more signifying the removing of those things that are shaken as the things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain wherefore we receive in the kingdom which cannot be moved let us have grace whereby we may serve god acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our god is a consuming fire you know he's really he's a consuming fire in the, you know, the only way that this kingdom could be brought to us was by His death. It said that He He took on Himself the form of a servant and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And we'll have to do the same thing. Become obedient unto death. That old man, it says that we are buried with Him by baptism into death. That, that we're... Like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Um, What's the next verse? For if we be planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be raised in the likeness of his resurrection. So we have to have this old man resurrected.
1: We have to be a new creature. That's
0: the only way that we can enter into this kingdom. That's the only way it was brought down to us. And that's the only way that we can enter in is when we die out to sin and that old man is crucified. And then I saw I it over here in Revelation, It talks about that tabernacle of God. Um, it says, and I, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first, first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am, am Alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is the thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving, now those are the first two things, And the abominable, and the murderers, and the whoremongers, and the sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That fearful and unbelieving, you know, those children of Israel, they didn't enter into the promised land just because of unbelief. They entered not into his rest. And we can be fearful and unbelieving today. That's all it takes. Just be fearful and unbelieving. And we won't be able to enter into His kingdom. And even after you're sanctified, you know, the, the devil comes along and he seems like he shows you uh, things that have power and might, and maybe it would cause you to be fe- a little bit fearful, but when we immerse ourselves into the Word of the Lord right. and we realize that all power and all glory and all might are His, right. and that Lord, He has he conquered is. all things, and that all we have to do is just love and serve the Lord and be faithful and true servants, and, and and we can be conquerors, more than conquerors, through Him that loved us. And I thought that it was talking about this: um, He that is uh, a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. i read over there where he he came to that woman of Samaria, and he and he told her about that water. And then on down it said it said um, talked about her not worshiping in this mountain nor in. Jerusalem, but it said the, the hour is come and now is when the true worshipers must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And he's thinking such that would worship Him in spirit and in truth. And it says for for God is a spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Well, I tell you, when I when I see the, the glory of the Lord and His kingdom and I feel it within, there's a theme that is sweet to my memory. There's a joy that I cannot express. There's a treasure that gladdens my being. It's this kingdom of God's righteousness, a kingdom of peace that is reigning within. And it's for you this morning. It's not just for for one or two, but it says, Whosoever will may come and take of the waters of life freely. And, and if you hear His voice today, harden not your heart. We've heard that over and over and over again. But I tell you, it seems like when people... Uh, when I've watched those that have once known the Lord and, and have gone away, it makes me fear and tremble. It makes me want to dig into His Word a little more yeah. and and draw away from the world more and, yeah. and yeah. follow my faith before the Lord the and Lord ask Him Lord, what right. would He have me to do and to live holy. I want to live holy because if I lost the spirit, the presence of the Lord in my life, it would be terrible to be to just go along this life void. That fear not abiding on the inside, it would just be awful. And it makes me fear and it makes me want to to abide by the things that I've heard. Take heed to the things that we've heard less at any time. We should let them slip. But I, I thought about one, one other place i want to read. I, I read it several weeks ago and I can't seem to get it off my mind. When Thomas was talking early on in the week about the deceptions and the delusion of sin. And I had read this before I came to camp meeting, and it says, Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contention? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine, look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup. When it moveth itself aright, at the last, it biteth like a serpent, right, it's and it's stingeth it's like it's an adder. And it's I, right. I don't know anything about wine, but from what this says, it, there must be some attractiveness to it. it uh, must be some allurement to just the appearance of it. And you think about the things that the devil would 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 paint a pretty picture for us that is out in the world. And and what we don't realize is that at the last it biteth like a serpent and is like an adder. But on over it says it says the the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hides himself. But the the, the pass on and are punished. And I tell you this morning, I I want to have the wisdom that is from above so that I can discern the things that are of God and the things that are not, so that I won't pass on and be punished. But on down it says, that eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lies down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of the mast. They have stricken me, thou shalt say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When, I sh- when shall I wait? I will seek it yet again. Seem like there's just no end. We feel like when we're out in sin, it's just a, a, a cycle that goes over and over that seems like we realize that we're lost, that we're undone, but then yet they just keep seeking it again. But I tell you, we need to arrive, await to righteousness and sin not. It says the day, the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Um, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And it talks about us serving Him in the light. We're not children of the night or children of the darkness, but we're children of the day. And we should be sober and serve the Lord in the light. Uh, the sister talked the other day about um, the days... I'm talking too long. The, the days of Noah. said says that they, in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And they knew not until until uh, he entered into the ark and the gloves came and they were all destroyed. Well, we don't want to be careless and unconcerned, but we want to move with fear and, and prepare an ark to the saving of our souls. The time is, is nigh. The, the, this kingdom is nigh. Uh, John the Baptist said that repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is here. It's not afar off, but it is here and it's now. And we need to press into it with everything that we have. I feel thankful to be a servant of the Lord i'm not ashamed of the gospel of of christ i'm not ashamed of sanctified people and the standards that they uphold i'm not ashamed when the lord looks down on me and he tells me to withdraw myself from this or that i'm not ashamed of it i feel like i want to lift up my voice to the lord and i want to just be found acceptable in his sight i want to live holy and and unblameable before him and i want you to be able to see the lord lifted high and lifted up as i did and you know, the only way we can do that is when the Spirit of the Lord takes a hold of us. And I just want you all to pray for me and mine. When the brother talked last night about our children, See like when we, when we get children, it just presses on us even more the importance of, of that we need to serve and seek the Lord. The Lord has given us these children, and, and, and it's important the things that we live before him. And if you're not sanctified this morning, you need it for yourself, but you need it for your children. We need to, to to bring before them the way of life, or, or else we we'll lose. Right. And I tell you, I'm thankful this morning for for my parents that live holy for me. My daddy told me one time he said, he said, I expect more out of you than I do anybody else, because I know what I've taught you. I know the things that I have told you was right and wrong, and I expect more out of you. And I, I thought when I, when I got married, you know, sometimes you feel like, well, I don't know what my in-laws are expecting out of me. You know, kind of worries you a little bit. I need to be a good cook or whatever. You know, but my father-in-law told me he said that I needed to be a Mary instead of a Martha. I needed to tend to the word of the Lord. I needed to say it and see instead of caring about the things of this life. And I'm thankful this morning to know. That, that even my in-laws don't expect they expect as much out of me as the Lord does the Lord doesn't expect me to go about in this life it says he that, he that warreth, no, no, war. warret, no man that warreth in no warret, time with himself with the affairs of this no life, life that he may please him who hath called him I can't remember anything this morning, but I tell you, I feel like this morning that I don't want to entangle myself with the affairs of this life. I'm thankful that sanctified people, when you come in among them, they don't expect riches and honor, but they expect humility and and faithfulness, and and they expect you to plumb the line. And it's no more than what the Lord expects out of us this morning, and I feel like I can live up to that. I want to. I want to live up to that, and I just desire your prayers.